Hey, what's going on everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes. It is a gorgeous Friday afternoon nearing 5 o'clock here in the Valley of the Sun recording from Glendale Community College where uh, myself got my start uh, in the journalism industry and the sports industry as a whole. So kind of back uh, back to the roots here is recording right from uh, where I got started really the voice newspaper. I'm the editor-in-chief now but uh, got the humble starts here so um, Glad to be recording from here. I've had a couple episodes from here, but um, on this gorgeous Friday, it's a golden hour right now. Sun's starting to set. It's pretty rainy here in the valley uh, throughout this week, especially the last couple of days. Um, and it was a rainy night inside for the Arizona Coyotes as um, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that made a, a big change and I think a little shocking. I don't think it was shocking uh, to the degree that maybe a lot of people thought it would have been, but... Um, definitely a big uh, big change for the Toronto Maple Leafs and they responded they came out won a game three to one and it was a game that the Coyotes had a couple of chances early um, a huge save by Frederick Anderson and uh, after that after that save it really started to energize the Leafs a little bit and um, they scored right before the end of the first another goal late in the period that's uh, that was a killer to the Coyotes so um, couldn't get the couldn't capitalize on the chances they had early. I also thought there was some uh, there were some points where, again, in the first period where the puck just was in front, it bounced over some sticks. So um, not the puck not bouncing the Coyotes' way. Frederick Anderson was strong, even though he didn't get the shutout. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, taking a look at the game again, the Coyotes had a pretty good first period outshot. Uh, uh, prior to Tyson Berry's goal at 19-14, they were out shooting the Maple Leafs 12 to eight. Um, and uh, Tyson Berry with a shot so got the puck up in the right point and he came down the right side and went short side on Darcy Kemper found a little bit of room and Tyson Berry scored his first of the season a guy that was uh, not rumored to be eminently traded but definitely uh, reported from Elliot Friedman on uh, Saturday headlines on Hockey Night in Canada this past uh, Saturday uh, really six days ago saying that uh, Tyson Berry was uh, not being shopped around, but they were taking calls, they being the Maple Leafs. So Tyson Berry gets his first of the season. Uh, Mikheyev, who's been fantastic for them uh, with an assist, Jake Muzzin as well. And then in the second period, the Coyotes had an opportunity. Um, it was uh, William Nylander went to the box for tripping, and uh, the Perfect opportunity for Arizona instead in the neutral zone. Turn the puck over, and Pierre Engvall, all alone, slips it right underneath Darcy Kemper. And it was uh, a shot that was uh, not only well-placed, but he shot it so hard on the ice that it hit the back of the net, and it came right out. Like, if you if you had blinked, uh, you would have thought that stop was made and the rebound was coming back out. So uh, Engvall, not only uh, his first of the season, his first career goal Shorthanded, and really after that, Toronto took the momentum. They had a pretty good, uh, they being the Coyotes, had a pretty decent shift or two towards the end of the second period. Figured that they could uh, uh, put that into um, put that into into the third period. But Austin Matthews uh, dashed uh, what could have been those hopes. Forty-eight seconds in, off a rebound, he just knows where to be on the ice. The uh, reason he's a superstar in the NHL. Uh, off a rebound, puts it home. Nobody tracked him. He had initially entered the zone and had a shot, and then 
he wheeled back around and came to the top of the point, saw, read the play, cut right to the far post off a rebound, and he put it home with ease. So Matthews, his 15th, Nylander and Mikheyev getting assists as well. So Mikheyev, a two-point night for him. Um, and then it's kind of shut down hockey from Toronto. Uh, good finish for them. And Vinny Hinostroza scores at 19.43, 17 seconds to go. Uh, just a yawning cage after a little bit of a defensive breakdown. You could see the Maple Leafs were upset with themselves uh, that Anderson had played a good game to that point, and uh, they felt they let him down. Um, you could see there was some uh, disgust on their own faces. Uh, a few guys went to him after the goal and kind of tapped him on the pad, said, hey, thanks for, uh, you know, you played well. Sorry we couldn't get that for you. But, uh, again, that was it for the Coyotes. And uh, 30 saves. For Frederick Anderson, that ends the six-game losing streak, a streak where they had one point in their last six games and uh, starting to pull themselves away from the bottom again. Again, the East, uh, especially in those wildcard areas, nobody's really putting distance in between themselves. At the moment, it seems realistic that Ottawa could even fight for a playoff spot if they continue to play the way, the way they are right now. So a uh, tough loss for the Coyotes. I wouldn't say it was one... It was almost similar to what happened against Montreal back on October 30th. I think it was one where they just didn't have the effort, and uh, I thought they played well again in the first 40 minutes or so. Um, that Austin Matthews goal was a killer, but it was a tough one. The Coyotes were unable to regain any sort of momentum or at least any sort of confidence after that Matthews goal. And again, Toronto playing for a, a new coach, and uh, they had to respond. They had to go out there and show that, okay, we made the change. Again, in the NHL, it's not as easy as, all right, you're cut. You know, put the contract in the shredder and, and a player's released. It, it just isn't that simple. It's not the NFL. Um, it's not the MLB. So uh, the Coyotes played a team that was motivated and that knew they had to prove something at the moment before even more drastic changes uh, had to be made. And again, you're not going to win them all. No team has ever gone 82-0. Last year, Tampa Bay had a historic season, and the reason it was historic was because not a lot of teams do it, right? I mean, only one other team had won more games than the Tampa Bay Lightning did last season. And what did the Lightning do in the playoffs? They lost in the first round of four games. So I don't think this is one for the Coyotes to panic. Again, similar to what happened in Montreal, or against Montreal, should I say. Um, lost that game. Uh, not, a, not a fantastic effort, kind of fell behind early and were doomed again by late period goals. But what did they do the next two times out? They went out and won. They took down Colorado, they beat Edmonton, and they had Calgary on the ropes on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Um, so, again, the Coyotes, they're playing good hockey. Um, you're not going to win them all. Uh, of course, they would like to. Not that, you know, they don't go out there telling themselves they're not going to win at all but or win all the games. But I, there's no reason for panic. Again, I thought they played a, a good game early. I thought, you know, one of those bounces goes their way. This is a different hockey game. I think the field of the game is different. You have the Leafs on the ropes. They were lo losing six in a row, and, you know, now they're down on the road with their new head coach. Um, you know, Soderberg got absolutely robbed. That one goes in again. I think, and I had mentioned it yesterday, if the Coyotes had scored first, especially early, they really would have put the Leafs on the ropes and really had them feeling down. But, Sometimes it's just not the way the puck bounces, and uh, the Coyotes just unable to uh, 
pick up a victory at home, but they get a chance. They go on the road Saturday, come back home Sunday. Uh, two big games, two divisional games, right? L.A., um, not thought to be very good, but they did uh, beat the brakes off the Oilers last night, 5-1. to one. And then that team, the Oilers, comes in on Sunday night. So uh, big uh, weekend for the Coyotes. A chance uh, maybe to jump into first place in the division. We'll see how that comes along. Um, and uh, tonight, are you heading home? Uh, you might already be home, right? Depends on what time you're working. What are you going to do for dinner? Well, you don't have to worry about that because you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Are you listening on the go? I hope you don't pick your phone up while you're driving. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Once again, all offers across the Locked On Podcast Network can be found on LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Now, with that being said about the Coyotes, you know, recovering from the game on Thursday and uh, just coming back to the rink, I um, got a chance to go out to practice today. It was, uh, it was pretty light. Um, guys were smiling, having fun, talking with each other. Um, sharing a few laughs. So, again, not that I don't think this team took the loss seriously. That's not what I want to insinuate. But definitely looked like, okay, you know, learn from what learn from what happened. Learn uh, to just get, get past that game. Kind of like they did with Montreal, right? It just felt like, okay, they lost that game. What are they going to do next? They took a deep breath, went out, beat two teams um, that are still at, at near the top of the conference. So... Coyotes, I think, uh, are feeling good about this. But the reason I think that they're going to be okay is they've been the most consistent team that I've seen um, so far this season, just from just top to bottom. Um, I, I know, I know we've talked about this a lot, but just watching them play and, you know, kind of the way they go about business on the ice, I'm not worried that they are going to slip anytime soon. Uh, even when they lost... Uh, those three games in a row, right? Lost, went on a three-game losing streak. That seems like a month ago. I mean, eh, you know, it not wasn't so, you know, it wasn't like last week, but it also wasn't like, you know, um, you know, 45 days ago. Uh, so a team that, especially in their division, has been the most consistent that I've seen. Uh, I know Edmonton's in first. I know they have 14 wins. I know they have 31 points. But... I just don't think that they've, from top to bottom, has played consistently. Of course, Drysaddle and McDavid carrying that team, but James Neal's production has fallen off a cliff. Uh, Mike Smith, I think I, you don't know what he's going to get. Um, I just I don't know what you're going to get out of him every night. There's nights he looks great. Uh, there's nights that he doesn't. He was terrible last night in Los Angeles. Um, Koskinen's kind of the same deal. So. Uh, you look at the teams below them, right? Vancouver, off to a great start. They're now 3-5-2. and two. They're clinging on to third place in the division. Uh, Vegas has been up and down. Recently, though, they've been okay. 3-4-3 um, three, and three in their last 10, but I, it doesn't watching them play, it doesn't feel like that that should be the record in the last 10, but, um, but they've been up and down. Um, Anaheim has come back to earth. San Jose, 7-3 in their last 10, but an awful start. They still have a minus 12 goal differential. Um, and they lost to Edmonton the other night on Thursday, and then, or uh, excuse me, on Tuesday. 
And then, uh, you know, Calgary, they're losers of their last six. They're starting to look like the Leafs a little bit. Uh, they've played so up and down. And uh, I saw a stat, and I hate it, hate that I can't credit it. It was either from Kristen Anderson or something that Kristen Anderson retweeted, a, a great journalist covering the Calgary Flames, uh, basically showed that since they came back against the Coyotes two weeks ago, um, it it hasn't been pretty. They won it one more game, and after that, they lost six more, including another loss to the Coyotes. Uh, Chicago looked like they had turned things around. They were on a four-game win streak. Now they've lost their last two, six, three, and one in their last ten games. Uh, Nashville on a four-game losing streak. It's just the Coyotes, again, we went through the division, but even looking in the Western Conference, teams chasing the playoffs right now. The, the Coyotes are really the most consistent. Winnipeg, they've 7-2-1 in their last 10, but because of that effort, they're still um, in the first wild card spot. And, and Dallas, it looks like, has turned it around, but the Coyotes have played the most consistent game. You know who they're going to go to. You know who their top guys are. Again, you know, Phil Kessel hasn't scored a lot, but he has 13 points. He's been great in setting up guys and taking attention away. Nick Schmaltz has been fantastic. Christian Dvorak as a secondary option has been great. Clayton Keller, is. Uh, it looks like he's uh, recovered and regained some of that confidence that maybe he didn't have, uh, particularly at the beginning of last season. So the Coyotes, I think they're going to be okay because they play the most consistent game. And in Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, and it was a couple weeks ago, it wasn't the most recent one, um, he had mentioned that he had talked to some people in the business, and, and he said one person in particular said the Coyotes were, quote, the Islanders of the West. I, it's so hard to argue that that's not the case, right? I mean, uh, 52 goals against for the Coyotes. That leads the Western Conference. That's second in the National Hockey League. Only two, the New York Islanders, who have 49, plus 18 goal differential for the Islanders, plus 13 for the Coyotes. And I think that would be higher if they didn't have those uh, goaltending struggles and the Coyotes have scored 65 goals and the Islanders have scored 67 so um, the Coyotes are, are looking great I think again they're going to be fine they're the most consistent team uh, talking with Andrew Bell earlier today and uh, he's been a frequent uh, guest on this podcast and he made a good point he said the Coyotes at this point at this moment in time should be the favorites to win that division they're so solid defensively they play a consistent game. They might not have that game changer. They don't have the Austin Matthews, the McDavid's, the Drysidles. Uh, I mean, you can even look at Winnipeg, right? The Line A's, the Ealers, the guys that you can put the puck on their stick, and, and nine times out of ten, you know that they're going to either score or create a fantastic scoring chance. But the Coyotes have enough depth, top to bottom, offense and defense, to where they don't need that game breaker. They don't need that guy that's going to put up 100 points and you know make the highlight reels. You look at Edmonton, I mean, that's a team that has had McDavid and Dreisaitl for years now. And what do they have for, to show for it, right? A, a playoff series win against the Sharks, where the Sharks were really banged up the year after their uh, Stanley Cup final run. And they lost in seven games to the Ducks, sure, in controversial fashion, but... I mean, Edmonton had a chance to not even let it get that far. Um, so the Coyotes um, kind of proving, along with the Islanders, that you don't need that game changer, right? The Islanders, again, uh, no John Tavares, and Tavares chose to go to Toronto. And it was the Islanders who went deeper, not only in the playoffs last year, 
But now uh, this year, uh, way on top of the standings, uh, getting close to almost that comfortable range, right? Sometimes by the time December rolls around, you kind of know, okay, these are the teams that are probably going to go to the playoffs. The Islanders feel like one of those teams. Very close to being one of those teams uh, right now. And they've played four less games than the Capitals, and they're only three points out. So, um, again, the Coyotes, it's about consistency. And uh, there was an interesting video, and I think it was for SB Nation. I hate if I got this credit wrong, but basically showed why superstars are almost useless in hockey, if that makes sense. Again, not useless, but less important. Why hockey is more of a team game than, say, basketball. Uh, where, like, in basketball, you can have one guy and it, it changes, you know, changes the game. Or even not having one guy changes the game so drastically for a team. In hockey, it's about consistency. How deep are you? How Can you roll four lines comfortably? Can you roll three defensive pairs comfortably? And for the Coyotes, especially when Nick Jarmelson gets back from um, his leg injury, you can definitely say you can throw any defensive pairing for the Coyotes, and, and it's going to be really solid. Um, so the Coyotes, consistency is key for them, and that's why I think uh, they're going to continue on the path that they're on and the reason why that uh, I think this loss to the Leafs isn't going to hurt them too much. And as we always do here on Locked On Coyotes, we'll take a look around the National Hockey League. A busy night on Thursday. Uh, start in Boston, 3-2 for the Bruins. Over the Sabres, Marshan twice. Pasternak as well. Um, another big win for the Bruins. The Sabres, we keep saying that. It's just been a, it's been a slippery slide for them. Same goes for the Ducks. They lose 5-4 in overtime as um, a furious third period comeback, which... Uh, Saw Ekblad and Toinato score, um, but then Andre, or, uh, to, sorry, to tie the game um, after Andre Kasha gave the Ducks the 4-2 lead right before the end of the second period. In overtime, Aaron Ekblad, 22 seconds in, um, and to the Island, another overtime game and another overtime win for the Islanders over the Pittsburgh Penguins. This time, Brock Nelson, his eighth, was the game winner. Mayfield, Beauvillier, and Nelson, who uh, tied the game, or uh, excuse me, gave the Islanders the 3-2 lead. Uh, to tie the game was Patrick Hornquist at 19-30. Malkin and Russ score as well for the Penguins. Uh, and <laughs> the last two games, they've played the Islanders, and they've gotten two points out of it. So basically, it's like they split those games, but the Islanders did get four points from the Penguins as well. In Columbus, a battle of two struggling teams. The Blue Jackets get them, pull themselves over 500 point percentage-wise. 5-4 to four win over the Detroit Red Wings. Texier scores as well as Atkinson, Bjorkstrand, Jenner, and Robinson. Those last three all in the third period. The Blues blink the Flames 5-0. Sanford, Sunquist, Perron, Sunquist again in the third, and Vince Dunn. All goal scorers. The Flames struggling right now. They've lost six in a row. The Canucks... Get back on the horse. They win 6-3 over Nashville. Elias Pedersen able to pick up another goal. Really the, the big guns for the Canucks. Pedersen, Miller, Besser, Horvat all score. Pearson and Gravek also score for the Canucks. Johansson, Yarncronk, and Duchesne, the goal scorers for Nashville. The Wild, uh, they might just be the, uh, team, the bad team that beats the good teams this year. Uh, they beat the Avalanche 3-2. Uh, Zuccarello, Greenway, and Zucker all goal scorers. 
Kale McCarr, the only two goals for the Colorado Avalanche. He has seven on the year. Now, the Lightning, 4-2 over the Chicago Blackhawks. Mikhail Sergachev finally scores his first of the season. Sorelli, Point, Paquette, the goal scorers, uh, Seabrook and Dylan Strom to score for the Chicago Blackhawks. The Stars continue rolling. They beat the Jets 5-3. Uh, Janmark, Dickinson, Foxa, Jamie Benn, and Tyler Sagan all fine in the back of the net. Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, and Lucas Spiza, his first of the season for the Winnipeg Jets. As we talked about, the Leafs take down the Coyotes 3-1. The Sharks and the Golden Knights rivalry is back. Evander Kane finally plays in this one. Um, he does not pitch in in terms of goals, but Timo Meyer and Logan Couture do. And Couture, the game winner in overtime, a 2-1 victory. Braden McNabb, the only goal scorer for Vegas. And the Kings pile on the Oilers 5-1. Big night for Tyler Toffoli. He scores twice. Anze Kopitar, Jeff Carter, and uh, Amadio, also goal scorers for Los Angeles. Again, the Oilers. Connor McDavid scores again. Who else? they got to find something else other than him and Dreisaitl. As the Coyotes, with uh, two wins this weekend, could find themselves in first place. In the Pacific, two games tonight. Again, as of right now, it is 5:19 Arizona time. Um, one game has already started: the Devils and the Penguins. That is zero to zero. 12:43 to go. Looks like they're at the first commercial break, and starting in about uh, 10 to 20 minutes, the Rangers in Ottawa to take on the Senators. That game at 7:30 Eastern, 5:30 Arizona time. Take a quick look at the standings from the busy night from yesterday. Uh, nothing much changes at the top of the Central. St. Louis stays. They've won two in a row. Um, Colorado, their loss doesn't really hurt them too much, but Dallas does jump up into that third spot. They've won five straight. They're tied with Colorado right now. Um, taking a look at the Pacific again, no uh, no big movement at least. Uh, Edmonton stays one. Arizona stays two. Vancouver sw uh, switches with Vegas. They jump into that third spot. The wild card, Winnipeg jumps down to replace Dallas in that wild card spot. Uh, they have 27 points. Vegas, 26 points. Um, and after that, I mean, uh, kind of weird to say, but it seems like uh, they're starting to, to be that divide a little bit about uh, between wild card spots in the West. Uh, 23 points. Anaheim sits three out. They're struggling. San Jose at 23. That's another team that's probably going to jump their way in. Uh, but Calgary on a struggling streak. Chicago struggling, Nashville struggling. I mean, a lot of those teams, you look at Anaheim, they're struggling. San Jose, they might put themselves back into a, a good contention there. But after that, it's a lot of teams that are really having a hard time finding themselves at the moment. Um, Calgary, 23. Chicago, 22. Nashville, 21. Minnesota, though, 5-3-2 in their last 10. They have 20 points. And Los Angeles, 19 points. Last place. In the Western Conference, looking over at the East, uh, top three in the Metro stay the same. Washington 36, Islanders 33, Hurricanes 27. Though the Islanders or the Hurricanes did lose to the Flyers yesterday evening uh, in the Atlantic. The Bruins 33 points. The uh, Panthers jump into second place. They are at 29 points. Montreal 27 points. In the Atlantic, then in the wild card spots, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia both tied at 26. They hold both of those spots. Toronto, big win for them to turn things around. They're only two points out of a wild card spot. After that, 
uh, Buffalo won seven and two in the last ten games. That is unbelievable to see. They've lost three straight, and uh, they're really starting to dig themselves a hole here. Though they are only three points out of a playoff spot as we speak. Tampa Bay, 22 points. Big win for them in Chicago. Columbus, winners of their last three. They have 22 points as well. Ottawa, winners of their last two, seven and three in their last ten, have 21 points. And the Rangers, 20 points for them. They are 6-3-1 in their last ten. New Jersey looks like they're coming off the mat a little bit, even though they did lose uh, last night. They are at 7-9-4, 18 points. Uh, playoffs starting to be a tad distance for them, but it uh, looks like they finally figured out how to get things together. And Detroit, last place solely in the National Hockey League, 7-14-3, 17 points. And they are firmly on their way to the number one draft lottery odds. So that is it for this edition of Locked On Coyotes. We appreciate you tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like, at SAskelson96. Once again, that is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. Follow the show on Twitter, at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at L-O underscore Coyotes. Hope to have a couple more episodes out for you this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. Other than that, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Again, Coyotes game day tomorrow. They play in L.A. at 2 Arizona time. Then back at home against the Oilers, 6 Arizona time. So a couple games for you Coyotes fans hungry for the action for a team that has been playing really well so far through the first couple months of the season. So once again, appreciate you tuning into today's episode. And remember, we hope you stay locked on Coyotes.